0: So it doesn't matter. Right? They have nothing to lose. Right. Plus a constant flow of people coming down.
2: Let us pray.
1: Gracious God, you have placed within the hearts of all your children a longing for your word, and a hunger for your truth. Grant that we may know your Son to be the bread of heaven, and share this bread with all the world through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, amen.
3: A reading from 2 Kings. A man came from Baal Shalisa, bringing food from the first fruits to Elisha, the man of God. 20 loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. Elisha said, give it to the people and let them eat. But his servant said, How can I set this before a hundred people? So he repeated, Give it to the people, and let them eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat, and have some left. He set it before them, They ate, and they had some left, according to the word of the Lord. Word of God, Word of Life. reading from Ephesians. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of God's glory, God may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through God's Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love To God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Word of God, word of life.
4: Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come, and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. And they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. First of all, I want to say what a joy it is to be here with you. Though my wife, daughter, and I moved west to Northern California a year ago, Holy Trinity is still my home church, and it's a joy to share this space with you today. The human realm is all about possibilities, the human will is limited to what's possible. But today, in our gospel word from John, we're bumping up against the impossible. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle of Jesus mentioned in all four gospels. It's a big deal. It shows that our God makes the impossible possible. As I speak, my beloved home, the Western US is drying out and burning to a crisp. You've seen the news, and I can verify it's not fake. Reservoirs are at all-time lows. Houseboats sit perched on cinder blocks because there's not enough water to hold them. Every time I turn on the tap, I wince. Is it going to come out? Wildfire season, which routinely starts in mid-September, now kicks off in July. The Beckworth Complex Fire, our second biggest wildfire in California for this year, start on July 3rd. We could see the flames from our yard. Though we're glad it's now almost fully contained, that fire burned 105,000 acres. Frenchman Lake, where my wife, daughter, and I go to swim and hike and fish, has been completely ravaged by that fire. And it's only July. Now that's just me in my neck of the woods, out west. But you have your own impossibilities in life, from micro to macro levels, cancer diagnoses, sobriety issues, divorce, heartbreak, estrangement from kids, job loss, and the elephant in the room, a global pandemic we've all been navigating for over a year with no real end in sight. It's all just impossible. In today's gospel passage, Jesus and his disciples saunter up a mountainside and take a seat at the top. It might have been peaceful for a moment. This was after all the days before people owned those obnoxious external bluetooth speakers that they bring into beautiful remote spaces and blast awful music because hey, everyone likes Nickelback, right? I digress. But soon they see a crowd of hungry people closing in on them, 5,000 to be exact. It's a daunting scene, and Jesus voices to Philip the concern on all of the disciples' mind, testing him. Hey, Phil, how are we going to feed them all? I can see a slight smirk on his face as Philip's wheels start to spin. Philip, having had experience in the catering business, I guess, does some quick math in his head Let's see here, catering a party of 5,000 people would take a, uh, thing, half a year's salary, 25 grand in today's American money. Jesus is no Joel Osteen. He doesn't carry around that kind of cash. Now, some people credit the generosity of the disciples the feeding of the 5,000, like the disciples were just such generous people that they were able to somehow feed the 5,000, but here's what the word basically states that the disciple Andrew says. Hey, Jesus, I saw this poor kid with five loaves of cheap bread and some fish. I mean, we could swipe his food, no problem, but it wouldn't get us very far. Very generous, Andrew. Very generous. Anyhow, I can totally relate to Philip and the disciples. I mean, if I were a Philip, I'd be saying, okay, we can't afford 25K in catering fees, so once we steal the kids' food, how can we stretch it? I mean, these people need to share. We can't tolerate greedy people. Andrew, you're working security. Keep this bread line working in tip-top shape, got it? That's what I would do. And there I am, dealing with what I have in front of me, trying to work within the impossible. But Jesus, he doesn't do that. He doesn't tell anyone to get up and do anything. Well, except for one thing, take a seat. In other words, do nothing. Be still and know that God is God. This is so offensive to our sensibilities. But I have to reflect, what did Lazarus do to be resurrected? nothing. As the late and great Robert Capon wrote, making things jump out of nothing is God's favorite act. Jesus shows us that God is not in the fix-it business. God is in the resurrection business. Where we see limitation and lack, Jesus sees abundance. Where I see a massive forest fire, God uses that fire to regenerate that same forest. Native Americans have long understood this and cultivated the land thousands of years before John Muir arrived by routinely burning the underbrush. But our recent logical and well-meaning laws have prevented them from doing these ceremonial control burns. Now, I know the problem of our climate crisis is far bigger than this. The scope of my meager sermon can only go so far, but maybe if we could spend more time sitting there as Jesus commanded, we wouldn't put a well-intentioned halt to the things that might actually help us. Our minds are so focused on making sense of things, on logic, on problem solving. This is our only way and you can't blame us. But Jesus doesn't function like that. Unlike us, Jesus isn't limited to what's there in front of him. Jesus creates abundance where there is none, out of nothing. In today's gospel, Jesus doesn't snap his fingers and end world hunger. No, that's what you and I would do. Rather, he gives us a small sampling of this and satisfies just those who are gathered with leftovers afterward. And what do we do? We do exactly what Jesus expects us to do. We go for a power grab. We start to try to make him our king by force, the word states. We start to try to get him to be our cosmic winning lottery ticket. But Jesus will have none of it. When I look at our forests and reservoirs out west, all I see is rubble, ash, and vast, dry bathtub rings around lakes. When I see the COVID numbers, all I see is death. But the good news is, as uncomfortable as it might make us, death is the raw material of God. Into death and loss and destruction, God speaks reckless love, plentiful abundance, and new life. Yes, we will do what we can to help conserve and rehabilitate. We'll wear our masks, get our vaccines, and take care of the most vulnerable among us. We'll seek help when we can, and we'll offer support to those in our lives. It's what we do, and it's what is right. But in order for us to have transcendent hope in any hopeless situation, we must know that we and our planet are held in the eternal love of Christ, for he is the bread of life. May you heed the simple words of Jesus on the mountaintop that day. May the faith that Jesus works in you move you to stop on that grassy field, your belly growling, your spirits weary, and your nerves frayed by all that mounts against you, and may you take a seat. May you behold the power and the immensity of God's endlessly creative and restorative nature. For as I learned, the fire that destroys the forest is the same fire that regenerates it. Clearing away the dead underbrush and waking up tiny acorns in the ground in order to make way for new life. It's not a pretty process, but it is a miraculous one. Dear friends, may we do what we can with what's in front of us in good cheer. And may we trust the work of God that breathed life into the moon and stars, who pulses the heart in your chest even while you sleep, who sent planets and galaxies spinning into motion, all out of nothing. You are fed through this love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. Newness is coming, and God is here. Amen.
5: Rooted in Christ and sustained by the Spirit, we offer our prayers for the Church, the world, and all of creation. We pray for the Church. Bless the ministries of our neighboring congregations, especially the Lakeview Lutheran Parish and the Grace Episcopal in the South Loop. Empower churches throughout the world and encourage missionaries who accompany global neighbors. Kindle in us a spirit of collaboration, that all people may know your loving works. Hear us, O God.
1: Your mercy is great.
5: We pray for creation. Send rain to lands experiencing drought and come to the aid of those enduring, sweltering heat. Nurture wheat and barley crops grown for the nourishment of your people and conserve aquatic habitats and fish populations. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for those who govern, cast out arrogance, selfishness, and corruption, and instruct those who lead to practice compassion and humility. Inspire them with a vision of the common good and a commitment to ensure that all who hunger are fed. Hear us, O God. We pray for those bowed down by heavy burdens, those who are unemployed or underemployed. Those unable to find affordable housing, and those without health insurance. Console those who grieve and hear the cries of those who call out to you for healing, especially Richard and those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Hear us, O God. We, we pray for this assembly, deepen our resolve to use what we have to serve those in need. When we worry that we do not have enough resources for ministry, assure us of your abundance. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We give thanks for those who have died. As you sustain them through all their days, so, so dwell in our hearts, that we may have the power to comprehend. with Blessed Mary the Apostle James, the composers Bach, Schutz, and Handel, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus of Bethany, Olaf, and all the saints, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We lift these and all our prayers to you, O God, confident in the promise of your saving love through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with
1: you always. What a joy it is to gather on this hot, steamy day in Chicago in an air-conditioned church. Um, I am so thankful for our capital campaign project and the air conditioning that was installed a couple years ago, remembering hot, steamy days with weddings and funerals and other events in here in the afternoon. So we give thanks for the generosity of this congregation and the fruit of our campaign. Things are happening on the other side, There, you're not allowed to go. But the walls are up, we're ready for the lift elevator to be placed, and it is really exciting. We're hoping that the beginning of October will be our grand opening of our new space. Because of God's abundance and grace, we welcome one another with that same um, openness. Whatever the color of our skin, who we love or marry, how we understand our, our gender identity Whatever hungers we are carrying this day or whatever hungers in the world and our country we are aware of, we both welcome one another and find our source in the strength of God. We are also wanting to welcome those who are joining us online this morning. Good morning to you, and we know that you are part of this community so that we can know who you are and later look at the chat. I invite you to right now to... Uh, If you are able to, reduce the streaming section and say, Good morning. This is Mary and Tom from Lincoln Park or wherever you are so that you can know each other are there and that I can look back over that as well and know that you are worshiping this morning. Our uh, coffee hour this morning Uh, will be outside, and there are treats, so we hope that you can join us out there. through the uh, uh, gate on Addison. Our HTN muted online is on hiatus for a while. Just to also know, we're all trying to learn new routines that we're not used to, but just to remind folks, if you don't give your offering online, there's an offering basket here and at the back of the church, and yellow slips if you're new to our community to fill out and place in the basket as well. So it was about three summers ago, maybe, Jonas, that Jonas and his family just appeared at church, and Pastor Sevick talked to him in the garden. Three years later, he is completing his second year of seminary. Uh, He is part of Wartburg Seminary in Dubuque, which even before the pandemic was doing hybrid online and in person, so it sort of worked for him to live in California. Uh, and go to seminary online but next year he is ready for internship which will be about 45 minutes away from where they live in Reno, Nevada of all places and he's in town doing his clinical pastoral education right down the road at uh, Illinois Masonic Hospital where Michelle is also a chaplain learning many things today and one of our members that we remember in our prayers, Richard Bao who's had a really rough time 40 days in the hospital after a very, very serious accident. So we're proud of Jonas and thank you for your message today. The property committee, property team will meet after a few snacks, 1045 right back in that corner inside with air conditioning. Please note at the back of the bulletin if you've not noticed already, the book launch by L. Dowd on August 14th at HT Loop at 6.30pm and we hope that you can join us for uh, this book titled Baptized in tear gas from white, moderate to abolitionist. So learn a little bit more online. We hope you can join us and come to a worship at 5 p.m. at HT Loop that night if you've never been there. Our purple supplements in the pews uh, were given in memory of Norm Kaiser and also my sister-in-law, Elizabeth Eisent. There's a new... Um, There is a new bench outside also we thank the Schnells for and also given in memory of Norm, very dear to us, who died a year and a half ago before all this pandemic. We're going to sing our second refrain now from the purple hymnal, All Creation Sings. If you've not taken that out yet, it is uh, number 1056. And on this particular refrain we're going to um, so that you can hear how the words go with the syllables we're going to let you listen to our cantor sing it twice and then we invite you to sing along two more times this is a prayer that goes so well with our gospel and sermon today god bless to our, us god bless to us our bread and give bread to all those who are hungry and hunger for justice to those who are fed we pray that now as we gather for the Eucharist.
2: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
1: God, our bread of life, our table, our food, you created a world in which all might be satisfied by your abundance. You dined with Sarah and Abraham, promising them life. You fed your people Israel with manna from heaven. You sent your son to eat with sinners and to become food for the world. Blessed be God forever." Blessed be God forever. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has
6: Christ
1: is Remembering, therefore, his life given for us and his rising from the grave. We await his coming again to share with us the everlasting feast. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. By your spirit nurture and sustain us with this meal. Strengthen us to serve all in hunger and want. And by this bread and cup make of us the body of your son. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Through him all glory and honor is yours. Almighty God, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever.
2: Trusting in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us, our Father.
1: eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season, you open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing.
5: Let us pray. O God, our life, our strength, our food, we give you thanks for sustaining us with the body and blood of your Son. By your Holy Spirit, enliven us to be his body in the world, that more and more we will give you praise and serve your earth and its many peoples. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
1: world now is too dangerous and too beautiful for anything but love. Blessed be your eyes that you may see God in everyone. Blessed be your ears that you may hear the cries of the poor. Blessed be your lips so that you may speak nothing but love. Blessed be your hands that everything you touch might become a sacrament. Blessed be your feet that you may run toward those who need you And may your heart be so opened and so set on fire that divine love through you may change everything. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: go in peace. You are the body of Christ. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.